I think the most important thing that you can do as a husband is to know your position. Hello and welcome to the Leadership Podcast where we believe that everyone is called to lead and called to grow. I'm your host Gabe Gonzalez and our mission is to help you experience a forward shift in your leadership in ministry by equipping you with biblical leadership lessons and principles shared by the dynamic leaders of the Apostolic Assembly. Everybody and uh, welcome to the third episode of the Leadership Podcast. We are so excited for this episode today, and today we're going to be continuing our mini series, Leading the Home Front. Uh, this series is broken up into three parts. We started last month with Pastor Jacob Rodriguez, where we talked about leadership of self, and um, it was a great episode where we talked about developing our personal disciplines, spiritual disciplines. And today we're going to talk about leadership in marriage. So this is for all of the married folks or those young people who are thinking about marriage. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're really excited for this episode today. Um, I want to just kind of give you some insight on this this, uh, mini-series before I introduce our guests that are with us today. And um, this series, it breaks down leadership in the home. Uh, we are basing this out of First Timothy chapter three, verse four through five, where the Bible tells us that a godly leader must manage their household well. We believe that healthy homes equal healthy churches, and so um, there must be healthy leadership in our homes in order for us to have those healthy homes. And so. Uh, as I mentioned, we in the last episode, we talked about developing ourselves and growing spiritually and becoming masters of, of our own lives and, and just growing the way that God wants us to. And um, today, we want to focus on leadership in marriage, leading with your spouse, leading with your husband, leading with your wife, and growing together in marriage and growing and leading a home well as a married couple. And so that brings me to the point where I get to introduce our next guest on the Leadership Podcast. And I am so excited today to introduce to you and welcome Pastor Tim Arroyo and Sister Janelle Arroyo. They are the pastors of Highest Praise Apostolic Church in Redlands, California. And I especially uh, am excited because that is my local church. These are my pastors, and I'm so glad that they're here. Uh, They've been married for 15 years. They have three beautiful children, and um, they both grew up in pastoral homes. They have a lot of uh, godly wisdom and experience and great come from great families. And so I felt it was going to be so appropriate to have them on today. So, Pastor Tim, Sister Janelle, welcome to the Leadership Podcast. We're glad that you're here. And uh, we are so excited to glean from you today and learn from you. Excited to be here. Awesome. Um, Before we jump into the episode, we'll just kind of keep it a little bit light. Tell us a little bit about yourselves. Tell us, since this is about marriage, how you guys met and kind of your journey together in ministry up to this point today. All right. Well, ladies first. I'll allow my wife to go. All right. Let's jump into this. Well, first of all, I want to say thank you for allowing us to come into this podcast and just really share our hearts with everybody today. Um, How I met my husband. Well, I love our love story. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
I was 11 when I noticed my husband at a convention. <laughs> and ever since then, I had a crush on him. And <laughs> um, throughout the years, we kind of kept in touch. Um, I would see him at conventions. My, Our families, the beautiful part of it was our families were very close to each other. Um, so... Throughout the years, we've just always kept in touch. And then I'll let him take over on this part here because since he's so good at <laughs> explaining this, I'd love to hear him explain it. <laughs> well, uh, as my wife mentioned, we kept in touch with each other throughout the years. And um, there was one point that I saw her at convention and I'm like, you know what? I need to do something about this. Mm -hmm. So my wife went to CLC uh, in Stockton, California, she was at Bible College, and Landmark was coming up, and um, I said, you know what, I just need to go to Landmark and express my heart to her. Uh, she didn't know this, um, we hadn't talked in a while, and uh, one of my mentors was preaching that conference, Jason Sisko. Mm -hmm. uh, he's a great preacher, he was a mentor of mine at that time. And I remember the service that we, I was, after that service, I was going to you know, just mm. share my heart with her. Um, my wife, she's at the altar interceding. And yep. Brother Cisco's like praying over her. I and in my sign. head, I'm like, would this just hurry up so I can <laughs> get to what I need to do? But little did I know yeah. that God was confirming some things to my wife uh, concerning our future together yeah. and uh, God used that moment and so from that point forward you know we started dating you know mm -hmm. this, the second date we went on it was a long distance relationship by the way long distance relationships yes, work if both are committed to it mm -hmm. after the second date that we went on I knew she was going to be the one that I was going to marry that's on awesome. the top of Space Needle in Seattle, Washington. <laughs> and so um, I guess the rest is yeah. history. The rest is history. That's a great, great story. And it's been awesome to see you guys um, and be part of your uh, ministry there at Highest Praise and see how the Lord uses you both. And I know that mm -hmm. you guys have been used by the Lord to impact so many people. And so Thanks, I know God. we have a lot to talk about today. And so I want to just All jump right. right into it. Um, and before I start to ask questions, I just kind of want to set the tone for this topic and this episode and um, talk about, as we focus on the importance of healthy marriages in the home, talk about how each of you, both of you as a husband and a wife, how you lead your home, how you lead your children, how you lead each other in your marriage. Um, we want to draw parallels. As you know, we all know the Bible uh, talks about and compares how marriage is like the relationship between the church and Christ. And so we want to draw some parallels between healthy marriages and healthy ministry. And um, at the end of this episode, we'd like for both of you to give us some practical application and how we can uh, continue to grow in our marriage and grow in our leadership. Um, we want to share and kind of base this uh, from Ephesians chapter 5, verse 25 through 27. I want to read it. It says, Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word, so that he might present the church to himself in splendor, without spot or wrinkle or any such thing, 
that she might be holy and without blemish. Mm. So we know that a godly marriage, one that's established by God, sanctified by Christ, is a marriage between one man and one woman. Mm. Thank and, God for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's a typology in the Bible, the relationship between Christ and His bride, the church. And so most of us know this. And I think most Christians, most apostolic believers, we strive for healthy marriages. Um, however, anyone who's been married for any amount of time know mm -hmm. there's struggles oh, and yes. things that we go through. Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. And uh doesn't come with that as challenges. And right. so we really want to focus in on that. How can we, as mar married folks or those who want to be married, mm -hmm. how can we lead in our homes? How can we lead each other? Mm -hmm. So that's the basis of our episode today. Right. So we'll kick it off. Pastor Tim, I want to ask you, this uh, very first question and have you explained to us what is the primary role of the husband in marriage in the home setting? Well, this is a great question. And first of all, I do want to thank you, Brother Gabe, for uh, having us here and giving us this opportunity because this subject is so important. Yes. Amen. Uh, and the reason I say that is because uh in the day and age we live in, there is so many uh, mm. voices. Yes, right. uh, technology has has allowed us to have access to mm. so much information, so mm. many voices. That as Christian believers, sometimes we unintentionally become influenced by mm -hmm. other worldviews rather sure. than the Bible. So, so I true. think this podcast is so important because. We are looking at what does the Bible say about marriage? Right. What is the Bible? I know there's there's good books and probably a lot of resources and and things that we can go to, but this podcast presents an opportunity for us to to get the biblical perspective about what God expects a husband to be in a marriage, right. or Amen. because the world is shouting at us, mm. they're defining what they think a marriage is and what they think. The role of a man, a role of a woman, right. uh, or maybe two men, two women. You know, all, mm -hmm. there's all kinds of of definitions of marriage yeah. out there. But I think it's important for us as a church. Let's go back to what God says. Right. Let's right. go back to the biblical worldview. Let's go back right. to what the Bible says about that. So I want to go to the Bible when it comes awesome. to the Let's primary role of a husband in a marriage. Yeah. Really, you go back to Genesis chapter 2, and we see that the primary role of a man is leadership, is mm. to, and I would like to say it like this, to set the tone yes. mm -hmm. of the home. Now, this is contrary to what we hear yeah. nowadays. And I know kind of unintentionally we say these phrases like, happy wife, happy life, right, right, or... Right. So goes the mother, so goes the home. And, mm -hmm. you know, we kind of laugh that, you know, but in actuality, that's not a biblical concept mm -hmm. because it's really the husband that sets the tone of the home. It's really the husband that is responsible for the leadership of a home. Right. The husband's role is to set the tone of spirituality, mm -hmm. set the tone of time management, of 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 all all of these important aspects of a home, you know, when God went to uh, uh, created man and woman, He gave the instructions to Adam. Yes, He gave the responsibility to Adam. Mm. 
He gave, so this is not a matter of, you know, leadership in the home is not a matter of superiority. Right. That's good. It's a matter of, and, but the world would tell us, you know, it's a, you know, it's a matter of superiority. It's a matter of, you know, who's in charge. You know, that has nothing to do with it. It has everything to do with how God created us in the beginning to have as men to have the role of leadership and that responsibility so i would say that would be the primary responsibility of a husband is to set the tone of the home that's great yeah that's awesome and um we're gonna hear from sister janelle right now in terms of the primary role of of the wife in the home but one thing that you said that really uh sticks out stands out to me is um about the the husband you know being that that person that god gave that responsibility to to lead in that way and that we do say that you know oh happy what and and we want our wives to be happy right yeah. you want to be happy <laughs> and it does make a difference when they're not oh yeah but um if it, a wife is made happy yeah. when her husband leads the home well that's absolutely and so yeah. um that's really awesome to hear and so i want to ask you sister janelle mm-hmm. Um, it's so awesome to to have you with us. Thank you. you know what what do you feel is the primary wife, uh, primary role rather mm-hmm. of a wife in marriage? Yes, I mean I love what my husband said, and just to piggyback off of that, I think it's my as wives, it's our responsibility to reinforce that mm-hmm. tone that he sets in the home. Mm-hmm. And if we, like he said, I love going back to what the Word of God says, but you know when we go back to the Bible and we look at Eve. Right. God mm-hmm. designed her role to be the what? The helpmate help to me. Adam. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, she reinforces, you know, Adam's leadership. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that what does that look like in the home? You know, for my children, I'm reinforcing what both him and I have come to in agreement. You know, what he's established in the home. Mm-hmm. I have to reinforce that into my children. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. awesome. Uh, and we're going to dive a little deeper in this topic of of how uh women lead in marriage and in the home uh because i think especially you talked to pastor tim about the culture today and social media and and kind of the influence that we see in the world the feminist movement Mm -hmm. and you know and um one of the challenges i think that we see is that um in the world there's this voice saying that you know women are mm-hmm. dealing with inequality and mm-hmm. you know they're under the thumb of men you know but in in kind of in the church setting sometimes it can seem like you know well men are are like more macho and the women are this inferior type mm-hmm. of role but i think what's really important and what i really am hearing from both of you is that um there's a god uh a divine order established by god right. but both of those roles work together and so the next question i want to ask you is as we talk about the two roles working together why is the distinction between husband and wife and the roles that you just described why is that so important and how does um that distinction between the two roles maintain the order that god wants in the home why why is that important well, I th- I think it's, you know, what you just said. Uh, the Bible clearly states that God is a God of order. Mm-hmm. Everything that God does is orderly. I mean, right. you, you look, you, 
there there's uh, there's a way that God has established things to be and I think the blessing and the reason why the distinction between the two roles are so important is is because that's how God created it right. to be mm-hmm. that's how God designed it to be mm-hmm. and as you mentioned in Ephesians the mystery of the ages Mm -hmm. why did god even create this why did god Mm -hmm. create marriage you know why did god create man woman why did god create that relationship Mm -hmm. on the earth Mm -hmm. you know we that was a mystery throughout the ages Mm -hmm. until we get to ephesians and paul is saying Mm -hmm. let me reveal to you now Mm-hmm. The great mystery of why God even created the relationship between husband and wife. Mm-hmm. It is to reflect yes. the relationship between Christ and his church. Right. The intimacy, mm-hmm. the, uh, the, uh, the, the, uh, the way in which we relate to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, if you noticed, like even in scripture... Um, and I know I don't want to get too much off subject sure. here, but you know, you you might think when God talks about our sanctification, mm-hmm. the process of of becoming more like Christ, of holiness, He specifically mentions to abstain from fornication. Mm-hmm. And I, I I studied this and I thought about this. Why does God of all the sins mm-hmm. uh, mention? fornication as something tied directly to our holiness Mm -hmm. and when you think about it when you violate because the relationship between a husband and wife is the highest level of intimate relationship you can have right because why why is it so important because it's relates to the relationship that we have with Christ in the church. Right. That's how right. holy it is. That's yeah. how significant it is. Yeah. So so the Bible ties our holiness to that violation of intimacy. Mm. And That's so good. when when we look at um, why these roles are so important, why the distinction is so important, is it's because it's important to God. Yes. Because it's a reflection of the highest relationship we have as human beings and that is one with god Mm -hmm. so when we follow that order when we realize that order and the beauty of it then we begin Mm -hmm. to experience the blessing and the favor of god that comes with it that's good and that's why i believe our world is so upside down because we have fallen out of that order we have you know a lot of our society has you know gone out of that order Mm -hmm. and we and, and when that is broken up, everything Amen. else breaks down. That's so awesome. Um, and and I, I know because I'm a member of your church, so I get to hear you preach. <laughs> I know you've been preaching about this recently. And I think um, one of the things that is so evident in our day and age and this topic is uh, if there was ever an attack on the church, mm. it's through the family it's right. through them it's through the deconstruction of, of our homes right. and you've been talking a lot about that and that's part of the reason why we, we want to have this podcast and have these discussions at this level in the church because the truth is whether you've been married you know you're newlywed a year two years mm-hmm. or you've been married 20 years um the truth is is that all of us feel that pressure from the world 
Right. You know, some of us were, were in different stages in our life. But I know like you guys and I were in the same stage with our children. Mm-hmm. We have young kids in school that are yeah. trying to, you know, they're coming home and asking questions. We're like, what? Where did you, <laughs> where did you hear that? You know, yeah. and it's just, it's really um, important for us to understand in the church that there is a, a God-given role to the husband and to the wife to lead in the home. And right. it does trickle down, even though this is about marriage, it trickles down to parenting mm-hmm. and all of that. And so one of the things I want to ask you, just kind of a follow-up question, both of you, and I'll start with Sister Janelle. Um, uh, what ways can we demonstrate, should a wife demonstrate leadership in her home um, in in regard to that? Like what are some more practical ways that right. you can demonstrate that leadership or show that you know, that role that God has given you as a mother and as a wife to your husband. Yeah. So, you know, just to reiterate what he's saying is, and what we've established is it's as a wife, as a mother, it's my responsibility to set that tone in my, Mm -hmm. in my household, you know, to my children. I need to reinforce that tone to Mm -hmm. my children. Um, I remember growing up, um, you know, we were missionaries in South America. We moved around a lot. Mm -hmm. My dad was always, you know, gone. Um, but boy, did he make time, you know, mm. for us when he would come home. But I remember, and this is always engraved in my heart and in my mind. And mm-hmm. I, I, I learned to do the same thing with my children is, uh, my mom would always reinforce what my dad would establish in our home prayer time. Mm-hmm. You know, what does that look like? You know, mm-hmm. I, when dad is gone, Hey, let's pray and intercede for dad. That's awesome. And even like, you know, if daddy is having late night um, meetings and, you know, that can be frustrating sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, and we yeah. feel it as a family unit. Right. But never do I want to, you know, make daddy look bad. That's never good. talk bad about dad. Um, and just making sure that I'm reinforcing all of the values that we have instilled as a husband mm-hmm. and wife unit. I'm making sure that I'm also instilling that into my children. That's and good. I, I think... Um, that's so important yeah. as we have learned to to be on the same page right. mm. with with what we're trying to establish in our home. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of times there issues arise in homes because yeah. we're both not on the same page about things like discipline. Mm-hmm. Right. Know, I might have an idea of how we should discipline our kids and my wife might have another idea. And so when I'm not there, you know, she does it her way. When I'm there, I do it my way. And then we get in arguments and like, you shouldn't have done this. And so, you know, what my wife is saying is so true is like, we talk about these things. Okay. How are we going to discipline our kids or how, how are we going to, you know, figure out dinner? You know, my wife and I, we, we've uh, practiced where we, on Sunday night, we say, okay, what does our yeah. week look like? You know, what do you got going on? What do I got going on? You know, let's make sure we make time yeah. for family dinner, you yeah. know? And so we're, we're constantly trying to be on the same page with, with things. So when I'm mm-hmm. gone, you know, or, or vice versa, right. when she's gone, you know, yeah. we're speaking the same right. thing to our kids. Right. We're and speaking the same thing. And how shouldn't be left thing. in chaos when right. one of us are, are gone right. and we come back and what happened, you know? Yeah. 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 And, and I, I, I love what you guys are saying, because for me, um, I've seen this, you know, maybe even at times experiences, even in my own home, uh, where it's just, sometimes it's so easy to get caught up in the hustle and bustle of Mm -hmm. life that you don't take the time as a married couple to have those intentional conversations. Right. right? Yeah. And so, um, 
it's so awesome to hear that that even something as pragmatic and just practical yes. as sitting down and talking oh, about yeah. your calendar, mm -hmm. how that will unite the home, how that demonstrates leadership in the home. And uh, one thing that that um, comes to my mind is, you know, I remember my dad, uh, when we were growing up, my dad uh, would constantly tell us whoever we are, you know, wherever we are, we're the same people. There's mm -hmm. not right. two... You know, there's not a front at church. And so, I mean, granted, everybody goes through things and we don't yeah. air, you know, all of our problems to people. But I think what he was really instilling us, in us was the consistency and your integrity as, uh, and, and now me as a husband in my mm -hmm. house, um, I try to, I try to be the best version of me at home. Mm -hmm. And that just reflects elsewhere, you know. And so it's, that's, I, I like that I'm hearing that that's how you guys compliment each other. Mm -hmm. And, um. It's really awesome to hear that. And it, it kind of does, you already um, kind of went into the next question, but I think it's a great segue. And that is that, um, you know, honoring one another in mm -hmm. your marriage. Mm -hmm. Why is that important? And if you can tie that to me, tie that to ministry for me. When you honor each other, why is that important for your ministry as a married couple? Mm -hmm. Well, uh, I think like you had mentioned i think the scripture in first timothy how mm -hmm. one of the qualifications of a leader mm -hmm. pastor is to manage his household well mm -hmm. so i think why is honoring in marriage so important from a ministry standpoint is because your marriage and family is a reflection of your calling. That's so good. good. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I was I was reading something uh, recently that really caught my attention. Is is, you know, a lot of times the the um, the family unit is a small version of your church, your congregation. Wow. So true. So if you you know preach to your church. Let the preaching start in your home. That's good. Yeah. If That's you so counsel mm -hmm. your church members, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. counsel your home first. If you're teaching your church to be evangelistic, start with your your family first. You know, mm -hmm. so it's it's a small model of what what our leadership or our calling or our ministry is 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 really what the, the marriage awesome. and family is mm -hmm. and so that's why you know paul says if you can't manage your house how are you mm -hmm. going to leave because it is a small version of mm -hmm. of what your calling is mm -hmm. whether you're a pastor leader right. or whatever your right. your capacity right. is in the church so uh, you know if you don't take time to invest in your marriage and uh you know, honor each other in your marriage, it's ultimately going to overflow and bleed into your calling That's and so ministry. Right. That's you truth. might be able to keep up pretenses <laughs> sure. for a while, sure. but ultimately, like you mentioned, your mm -hmm. father, you know, strove to be the same in the home and the church. Mm -hmm. Why? Because ultimately, it's going to affect that area. Right. Yeah. right. And so I want... Yeah. I, I love this question. I love it because I I think for a wife, for the woman's perspective, um, sometimes I don't think we realize the power that we have mm. in the way we speak, even about our That's husband. You yeah. know? 
we can, uh, there's a saying, you know, the wife uh, can either make or break the husband wow. and just the power of the tongue. And right. I'm saying that because I've had to learn that very yeah. early on into my marriage. You know, we we're a test. We have testimonies about that, right? <laughs> I mean, I think for anybody, we've all. We're, none of us are perfect. Right. Whether we've we're all, in leadership, right. pastoring, we're not perfect. Yeah, that's true. And the Lord has really um, dealt with me in that area because I, and I'll be honest, you know, I I was the type that can just speak what my what I'm saying, what I'm thinking, right. and right. I have to be careful with that. And I appreciate my husband because he would always um, give me a moment, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, I want to share this in Proverbs 31, verse 4. It says, an excellent wife is the crown of her husband, but she who shames him is as rottenness in his bones. Mm. That's so powerful right there. If we could drop these mics, (laughs) we would right now. (laughs) How I I portray my husband Mm, to be, you know, it's, my God, I I can truly either be a... a, um, a stumbling block to my husband's ministry wow. or a stepping stone for his ministry. Um, something that is important to us is just the way we, we talk to each other in front of our children and mm-hmm. in front of any, anywhere, you know, at, mm-hmm. in public. But it also reflects, you know, even behind closed doors, you right. know, how we address matters, you know, mm-hmm. no yelling, mm-hmm. like let's mm-hmm. handle this, mm-hmm. you know, civilly, mm-hmm. in a in a right way. We choose our battles, right. you know, um, very, you know, in a, a respectful manner. And I, I also want to say that there's so much blessing when we understand the meaning of honoring your husband. I'm not only honoring my husband, but I'm honoring God. Yes. And with so that comes blessing to my children mm-hmm. and into yeah. my home. Mm-hmm. So that's a huge responsibility that we have as women that sometimes I don't think, you know, we, we understand that or we the Grass gravity that. of that, yeah. Yes. Uh, one thing you said that really stands out to me, and I'm I'm going to go write this down later. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times when we think about honoring each other, we think in the public setting. And right. it's important, but you said even in private. Mm-hmm. And I think that is something that all of us could work on. Yes. You know, it's like, even when it's just you and your spouse right. in a room by yourselves. Right having that disagreement or that mm-hmm. even in that moment you still have to honor one another because yeah. really we're not by ourselves we're with the lord but right. that, that that was an awesome point that really stood out to me I um I, I i do know that um you guys are about to share some some practical advice but i have one more question for you and um that is you know sometimes in in the church we do have um um maybe single parents or people who um are in the church by themselves they could be married still but maybe you know serving the lord by themselves and so there's maybe a little bit more of a challenge and and when we start talking about honoring each other in marriage and in leadership because you have someone you know who may not be involved in the church or as committed or and um some uh, we want to ask you what advice would you give to that single parent um, who is serving God on their own and trying to still be a good leader in a difficult yeah. home. Yeah. Well, I, I think that's important because of the day and age we live in. You know, mm-hmm. we have a lot of single, I have a lot of single parents in my church or uh, people that are serving the Lord. They may be married, but only one right. is serving God. Uh, so the ideal that God created for a family is for a husband and wife. Right. You know, together serving right. the Lord, raising their family. That's that's the ideal. Mm-hmm. Obviously because we live in a fallen world, right. you know, the ideal isn't always the reality. Yeah. 
And so there's hope. There's hope. We see that there's hope in the Word of God. Like I said, let's go back to the Word of God. One of the greatest inspirations when it comes to a single parent living for God and trying to get their kids to stay focused on God and all of that is in my namesake, Timothy. Timothy was a great man of God. Mm -hmm. He was a pastor. He was greatly used by God. He was uh, Paul's son in in the faith. Mm -hmm. And we see a phrase that Paul says that indicates the blessing of a single parent living for God. Because Timothy's father is not mentioned in Scripture. Most theologians agree that he probably was an unbeliever. So the only strong person that was raising Timothy was his mother. Mm. And Paul says, when I look at the faith that was in your grandmother Eunice and your mother Lois, and now I see it's in you. So he's he's validating Timothy's calling based on the faithfulness of his mother, who was single, serving God, doing her best. And now we see that that legacy passed on to Timothy, who Mm -hmm. became a great pastor of the church. So even though the ideal is always not the reality, we see hope in Scripture by the grace of God. He gives single mothers the uh, the ability to raise godly children yeah. and see a godly legacy. That's so awesome. Yes. Establishing their children that maybe mm-hmm. they don't even have. Mm-hmm. So hang on there. Keep the faith. Those that are raising uh, single mothers or yes. fathers out there, you're you know trying to do your best to live for God. Don't stop. Keep pushing. Amen. Keep believing. Keep investing. Keep praying because godliness can flow from your legacy. Amen. Praise God. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Um, we want to jump to this practical application now. And so, um, I mean, there's already been so much practical application, but <laughs> hey, we're here for it. And that's that's what I love about this podcast. It, it gives uh, all, everyone that's watching or listening the opportunity to just learn and glean, even me as we're talking, and you're my pastors, and I, I know everything you're saying because I've been counseled at one point or another about it, but uh, it's still just refreshing. And, and, and I like what you said, Pastor Jim, is that there's hope mm-hmm. as, as long as you're willing uh, whether you're a husband or your wife or together, there's always hope. And so we want you to share now with us uh, and with our audience uh, some practical disciplines and habits that can help us to lead better in our marriage. So I'm going to turn this over to both of you. And if you guys want to uh, take turns and share with us mm-hmm. to the men and to the women, mm-hmm. uh, the Apostolic Assembly, All right. some practical application. All right. Well, I think the most important thing that you can do as a husband is to know your position Mm. in the marriage. And that is you're responsible to set the tone Mm -hmm. in your household of spirituality. If you want prayer in the home, you need to pray. If you want faithfulness to church, you need to be faithful to church. You set the tone in your home. You work together with your wife. You communicate. You get on the same page. But ultimately, the responsibility for setting the tone in your home is up to you, man of God. Amen. And so that's what I would uh, say to understand most importantly. Amen. And I would reinforce, I would tell the women to reinforce that tone that your husband is setting. 
um, it we carry like I've said before we carry so much weight in that and if we can't reinforce that it's not going to be effective yeah. I think this the second thing that we could mm -hmm. give practical mm -hmm. advice is make your wife and your marriage your priority above everything else amen I know that might sound a little simplistic or whatever but I have being a pastor I've counseled many people and believe it or not this has been uh, a big issue with people you know sometimes they don't realize it but they're putting their children before their husband or, or their wife or they're mm -hmm. putting their parents or their siblings right. they, they value their opinions more than their husband or wife and so I think it's it's so important for for um, for you to understand and make your marriage a priority amen um, I would also say to make time for your relationship mm. I know with a busyness in life you know it's hard to it's important to have date nights make date nights if we have to you have to put it in your calendar when you mm -hmm. make those weekly you know you show your weekly calendars make that a priority because you need time for each other and I will say this as a practical advice too is because I'm the I'm the money conscious one <laughs> in the relationship yes. <laughs> Yes. He's the penny pincher. Brother, brother he's laughing here because he knows. He knows me. Any, anyway, um, Baker's deal. <laughs> well, exactly. I, I think when we think of date right. nights and right. you know scheduling time with your husband, or your wife, you think you got to spend all this money. So we right. kind of use that as an excuse. Well, we we can't do it because we it's it's not really the money That's or right. where you That's or right. find the going to the steakhouse. Time. It's just make time the for time. each other. Yeah. Make that a priority. That's good. Yes. And my last one would be having realistic expectations of each other. And I speak from experience because many times I would expect my husband to read my mind. <laughs> <laughs> and I would hold them, you know, into a pedestal, really. Like, my husband is perfect and everything. I'm not perfect. We're not perfect. And it, it's really just, you know, my husband is human. And I, I can't expect mm. him to meet those crazy high expectations because really I'm just setting myself up for failure and you know there will be problems so setting mm -hmm. realistic expectations I have the gift of discernment but I'm not at that level yet <laughs> <laughs> yeah. do you want to share that joke you told us about Adam men why they don't understand oh women? yeah so, so <laughs> you know a lot of times we and we think well why don't we understand women is because when when God created I heard this uh, joke one time that when the reason why men will nev never fully understand women is because when God created Eve, men were asleep. <laughs> Sorry, folks. I love a that's, good that's dad my joke. That's yeah, my pastor corny pastor joke jokes for the right day. He's good at them. <laughs> What's your last piece of advice there, Pastor Tim? Well, I would, I would say, you know, more practical is to choose your battles. Mm. And really understand that we have limited time together. Right. You know, I look at my children and it's like they're, they're just growing up so fast. I look at, you know, pictures. We were looking through pictures yeah. last night. of Man, we were just there, it seems. But that was 14 years ago. So oh. I really think choosing your battles is so important because you miss uh, the, the joy and happiness of being together in your marriage when you get so caught up with 
right. little arguments and things that really don't matter yeah. in the long run. So really understand, choose your battles. Amen. That's awesome. Those are all wonderful, uh, practical pieces of advice. And um, just want to let our viewers know and listeners that um, we have a worksheet available with this podcast. You can go to our website and download it if you want to take notes. And um, this is part of that. And we want to thank you for that. So in, in this podcast, we ask one universal question to everybody who comes. I'm going to ask both of you individually. What is the greatest leadership lesson that you have ever learned in your life and that you would share with a young leader? Pastor Tim. Well, I, I will share with you what was shared to me when I was very young in the Lord and I knew I had a call of God in my life. Um, I was just so hungry. I would go to services and, and mm. just want to talk to the older, more seasoned mm -hmm. men of God because I just wanted to glean from their experience. Mm -hmm. And I asked uh, a, a a seasoned man of God, this question, I said, you know, what is, what, what do I need to do to get to where God wants to me to be? What, what do I need to, and he's told me something that I never forgot. He just said, fall in love with Jesus. Mm. And I was waiting for some profound, <laughs> you know, like three-step process, <laughs> climb to the top of Mount Everest and fast for, yeah. you know, he just said, fall in love with Jesus. Yes, and so I have learned mm. that in my intimacy with Christ has everything to do with my effectiveness as a leader Amen. because everything, every relationship, everything we do Amen. flows from mm -hmm. that. Amen. And so that would be my advice. Don't worry about the next step. Right. Don't worry about, you know, where I'm going to go. What, you know, don't worry about any of that. Just fall in love with Jesus. Amen. Get yeah. intimate with Christ and everything else will flow from that. That's an awesome That's lesson. Great. Sister Janelle, what do you want to share? You know what? This really has helped me out. Um, and I had to learn this early on into my ministry um, as a pastor's wife. Mm -hmm. I was a pastor's wife at the age of 28. And wow. to me, that's really young. I always mm -hmm. thought I would be like 50 when we enter into mm -hmm. the pastorship. But one thing that has really helped me out is being who God has called me to be. Good. Not to be, you know, anybody else. I have a right. lot of people that I look up to right. and I won't be effective if I try to be who they are because yeah. that's not going to work for me. And um, going into our pastorship, you know, I had really big shoes to fill. My yeah. mother-in-law, sister Arlene Arroyo. And um, I think once I realized that, this weight just really lifted. And I just stepped into what Janelle Arroyo, what God has called Janelle yeah. Arroyo to be. That's awesome. Yeah. I don't know um, who's watching or listening, but I think that's the second um, person. You're the second person to share that mm. exact advice. So. Yeah. The Lord's talking to you, whoever you are. <laughs> but it's so true. Be be who God called you to be. Yes. And so I'm, we're just so grateful you guys took the time to be with us today and share your heart with us and even be a little transparent with us. And yeah. I know that it's going to be a blessing to somebody's Thanks, life. God. 
And so uh, we want to thank you both for being on the Leadership Podcast with us today. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you so much. Amen. And so with that, we want to uh, thank everyone for watching or for listening. Please do us a favor and share this podcast with your friends, with your family. It's available on YouTube. It's on Facebook. It's on Spotify. It's on Apple Podcasts. Every platform that you could imagine. And uh, all we want to do is continue to help you grow in your leadership and in your ministry. This has been the Leadership Podcast, and we will see you next month with the next episode.